The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. Welcome back to Too Long Did Read It, everyone's favorite exploration, investigation, uncovering, uh, dissection. Let me take this rug, get rid of it. Look at the floorboard, realize that it's a trick floorboard, pick that floorboard up and dive into the crawl space of Reddit. It's giving Scooby-Doo. Right? I love it. Always check under a rug. Explain that more. Always check under people's rugs to see if they have a special secret compartment. What, do you, what are the top three things that would be in that compartment? Money, gold, bones. <laughs> bones? <laughs> I always think about the first episode of The Blacklist where they pull up the the rug and then there's the little thing under there and it's just full of passports. And they real you know, you realize you don't actually know the man you're married to. Who is he? Mysterious. I feel like I know the man I'm married to. <laughs> We're not apart enough for him to have another life. As far as you know. I guess when he's technically in his office, he could be up to mm-hmm. stuff. But I right. can hear him through the walls. You can hear his voice, but is it actually him or is it a tape recording? Yep, 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 yep. Do you find me to be a gullible person? No, you ask too many questions. No, because you do ask a lot of questions, but you also don't know a lot of stuff like pop culture (laughs) or like certain things. So like, I feel like I could say a pop culture, like something that doesn't matter, not like an interpersonal thing, but Mm -hmm. like I could say like a pop culture thing or I could say who invented like a microchip and you'd be like, okay. Yeah. Or like somebody could like say something about your past because you don't remember a lot of that stuff from when you were young and it could just be anything. That's true. That's how you could really get me. Mm -hmm. Wow. So disorienting for you. I know. It's a little spooky spook. I'll be honest. I'm sorry that yeah I mean I've blocked out huge chunks of my life and then it is jarring like I like I went back and read one of my journals and I talked about this one person so much and I do not remember who that is (laughs) isn't that so weird who was did they get eternal sunshine out of my life who were they (laughs) I keep having a really hard time differentiating between dreams and reality Mm. Uh uh-oh okay inception I know I'm a little worried. I I said to John the other day, I was like, do you feel like you have just like a tenuous grasp on reality and any moment you could kind of lose your mind? And he was like, no. (laughs) This is why you and I get along. (laughs) What what dreams have you thought were real lately? Well, I have this new thing where in my dream world, John has left me two times. (gasps) And then I had to check base with him and I said you never broke up with me twice right and he was like no but like almost every night I dream that he's left me and I'm trying to contact him and then I'm trying to text him but my phone won't work (laughs) technology never works in dreams technology doesn't work in dreams but why I don't know our brains can't do it yeah I send like half my dream trying to text like why did you leave (laughs) 
Yeah. And if you flip on light switches, light switches don't work in dreams. I don't really know why, but I know I learned about that from Waking Life, which is, I think, a movie I talk about all the time. It's a Richard Linklater movie. It's really good. He's my favorite. Linklater's your favorite director? Yeah. Like writer-director combo. Wow. That's so fascinating. What's your favorite one? Um, The whole uh, before sunrise trilogy yeah he's pretty good yeah i was in a talk with him anyway love that you know he's doing a movie now that is like they're gonna shoot it every 10 years or something mm-hmm. like they just did that? with boy he with did boyhood. it with boyhood but this that was every year i think this one they're gonna revisit it like every 10 years or something yeah how much longer is this man gonna live he's not that know. old maybe well, he, he's not as old as you would think oh really? he's 63 so he's about 30 years left yeah. All right. And I think he probably has it set up so someone could probably take the mantle if something something happened to him. Yeah. What if yeah. what if one of the cast members dies and they just write it and in? They just write it in. in. Yeah, you write it in. Man, he's got some really good ones. Yeah. I was trying to tell my dad that he needs to mask more because each time you get COVID, you have a higher chance of getting long COVID. And my dad was like, yeah, but like long is relative. <laughs> Mine wouldn't be that long. Oh like, my god! <laughs> oh my god! I was like that's a really not a great take on this. Situation. Yeah, that is so funny though. <laughs> I know, right? That All is right. so funny. Well, speaking of main character energy, which I feel like <laughs> my father has. We will revisit this wonderful subreddit of people who think uh, that they're – no, my dad doesn't think he's the center of the world, but he, he does have strong opinions. Oh my God. Okay, so um, I'm not going to give away what this says, but – so this is a post that was um, on Indian actress Poonam Pandey's Instagram. And so the first story says, this morning is a tough one for us. Deeply saddened to inform you that we have lost our beloved Poonam to cervical cancer. Every living form that ever came in contact with her was met with pure love and kindness. In this time of grief, we would request for privacy while we remember her fondly for all that we shared. Prayer hands. Okay? That's the first story. Then, Poonam comments... I feel compelled to share something significant with you all. I am here, alive. Cervical cancer didn't claim me, but tragically, it has claimed the lives of thousands of women who stemmed from a lack of knowledge on how to tackle this disease. Unlike some other cancers, cervical cancer is entirely preventable. The key lies in the HPV vaccine and early protection tests. We have the means to ensure no one loses their life to this disease. Let's empower one another with critical awareness and ensure every woman is informed about the steps to take. Visit the link in the bio to delve deeper into what can be done. Together, let's strive to put an end to the devastating impact of disease and bring hashtag death to cervical cancer. So this woman faked her own death for 24 hours to spread cervical cancer awareness. Was she diagnosed with cervical cancer at all? No, I don't think she has cervical cancer. It was like a it was like a stunt to bring awareness. I here's my question. And this it's, just happened like February 1st of this year. 
Yeah, it's pretty wild. But, but I would be like, wait, did Poonam have cervical cancer? Like, I would think that if I saw it. My friend, though, like, I would be like, my friend, you know, like, if it was like, so-and-so passed away, I'd be like, what? When did they learn they had cancer? Well, sometimes people keep cancer from other people. Yeah, but some of her close friends must have been like, wait, uh, yeah. what? I mean, I wonder if, like, if, if like, she filled some people in that she was going to do this and that it would surprise okay, me that no one friends because they would didn't be stop like, her. this is a terrible idea. Don't exactly. do that. <laughs> Melissa has a look of pure disgust. Oof. Okay, but did but here's the thing: we are talking about it. Mm-hmm. So she did actually raise awareness. Like I, I get that it's bad, but I also am like, yeah, but it did its job, you know. But did you then go on to research anything about cervical cancer or take any preventative measures for your loved one? I honestly did think, oh, it's interesting. I'll I'll probably as part of like transition maybe eventually get a hysterectomy so i was literally in my mind calculating my risks so honestly she did do a good job i have a really embarrassing question Mm -hmm. go on a hysterectomy is when you remove the uterus right Uh uh-huh yeah and what is the cervix the cervix is the area leading up there so wouldn't you still be able to get cervical cancer even if you removed your uterus i think so but it did make me think about oh what are my risks is that i didn't know the answer to that question like she did get me thinking we're having some thoughts i still don't support this (laughs) i don't think you should do this to the point where people are mourning you for 24 hours like maybe you you make that post but like at the bottom very like at the very bottom you say actually like like put what she put 24 hours later at the very bottom of that same post or in the next story. Yeah. Oh, the next story. Yeah. Like, okay. It was two people mourned her for 24 hours. Got it. And that's just ridiculous. And she probably liked that a little bit. Yeah. There was probably a little bit of like, I'm peeking at my own funeral. Yeah. And she's like reading all the posts that like people are posting about her and looking at news articles about herself. Would you give a speech at my funeral? Each of you? Me? Yeah. yeah. Would you want me to? I feel like, well, here's the thing. Sometimes they do the thing where they're like, anyone who wishes to speak can come up. And I don't know that I would like to do that. I feel like no. I would like to have some designated speakers. Yeah. Put that in your will, who you want to speak. We've got it here for all people to know that we were designated. <laughs> <laughs> Play this back. <laughs> I just like, I just am like, oh, okay. So certain people in my family are barred. Uh, Alice and Melissa may give a speech together where they each say one word of the speech going back and forth. Okay. Don't do that to people. Why? It's my funeral. I can prank if I want to. Mm -hmm. Wow, that's true. I want my funeral to be a party. (laughs) My parents recently sent options for what to do when they die and then asked me and my sister to pick it. Which felt oh. weird because I was like, it's your body, your choice. Right. But I'd love to read you this list of potential burial plans that my father said. Please. <laughs> uh, anything that Ken has to say, I'm listening. Please. <laughs> okay. So here, here we go. One, regular earth burial. Two, cremation with our remains saved in a vase. Parentheses. Cute. Also see seven to 12 below. <laughs> Three, Cremation with our remains buried at a cemetery. Four, turn our bones into diamonds. Five, entombment. 
I don't know what what would that even mean? Like entombment. In a tomb? In a tomb. Oh, like oh, okay. Like I'd have to buy like a mausoleum or something. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Six. Alkaline hydrolysis or aquamation. Don't know what that I is. I don't know what that is. No idea. Seven. Memorial forest burial. Eight. Mountain burial. Who's climbing up a mountain? <laughs> I don't know. Taking helicopters? This one's exciting. Nine. Space burial. <gasps> That's got to be a waste. Well, that, that I feel like is what my dad would want. Ten. Bio urns. Again, don't know what that is. Probably go in the ground. Oh, and like it, it, it like dissolves or something. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Eleven painting using ashes. <laughs> that sounds pretty cool. That's fun. Okay, twelve. Hold our ashes, not all of them, in a glass keepsake. <laughs> okay. Not all of them is so funny. Hold our ashes, not all of them. Incredible. <laughs> Incredible. Well, my sister said, I thought it was serious until I read Space Burial. Although I'm sure dad would love to be buried with aliens. Me too. And I said, I vote for Space Burial. Seems like the obvious choice. How much does each each of these cost? Do they have cost next to them? No. What's the most expensive? They would pay for Mm -hmm. it in their estate. I don't think I'd have to pay for it. Right. But uh, Interesting. Yeah. And these are all options offered by the same place or they're just options that they put together as options? They're just options that they put together as options. So they're happy with any of the ones listed. Right. And then I felt like an ass because I was like, you guys just pick whatever you want. And then my mom said... That's fine. We just wanted to make sure you didn't want us to have burial plots so you could visit, have a chat, drop off flowers. If that's not in your future plans, we'll figure this out. And I was like, well, now I feel like an asshole that I didn't want to have a special place to visit. I'm never visiting anybody. I said that I'd still be having lots of chats with them, regardless of where, where their body is. I've gone, like, to the burials, but never, like, gone back to put flowers on a grave or anything. Really? Yeah, because they're not there. Yeah, but Jews Jews put, do that. You go and you put a rock down and whatever. I, a lot of Christians do it, too. Just not me. I I do it. I've, I've enjoyed doing that. Not enjoyed, but you know what I mean. <laughs> I've done it. Uh, we go, my mom, we used to go, like, uh, on my grandma's birthday, I think, some, some other time. I, I don't know. Birthday, I think. I mean, it is a little traumatizing. You just kind of sit there and like say some words or whatever. I don't I don't know. And now I'm thinking now I'm rethinking why she had us do this. <laughs> I'm just confused because for years I thought they were going to be turned into diamonds. Yeah, that's the best one. But I told you that I want to be turned into diamonds and you were like, I don't know about that. I said that. Yeah, it's in a text message. You said it freaked no, you out. No, I said a that's bit. what my parents want to do. And then you say it freaked you out a little bit? Yeah, it's a little freaky that you'd be in a diamond that someone's walking around in, but, uh, you know, to each his own. My name's Melissa Diamond, Mom, right. so I feel like you gotta yeah. do it. You gotta Why do it. Why did your parents make Diamond your middle name? Because it was my great grandmother's name. What a great name. Both of my names are my great grandmother's on different sides, or great great grandmother and then great grandmother on different sides. With one S for Melissa? Um, so my mom thought it was one S, but then I found some paperwork and there were two. So <laughs> there's that. <laughs> well, it makes you special. Yep. Wait, Diamond is such a fun name. If you had a kid, would you would you 
been able to, like diamond you would like keep i feel like i need to look at the kid and figure things out oh so you wouldn't go in with a name plan you'd name upon the only plan name i have is preston because that's a family name but it can go anywhere within first or last name don't know yet but anything else i gotta look at the kid Preston Diamond is such a like you've you've bestowed quite a name on that child. Right. Like that child cannot be a fuck up because their name <laughs> is so epic. <laughs> <laughs> With Mother's Day around the corner, are you thinking about a truly special gift for your mom? Let me tell you all about mylifeinabook.com. It's a unique service that turns your mom's life stories into a beautiful book. Pretty cool, right? Here's how it works. Every week, mylifeinabook.com will send her a question via email. These can be pre-written questions about her life or any custom questions you wish to ask. And then she can either type her response or use their voice-to-text feature. And mylifeinabook.com compiles all her responses into a beautiful keepsake book. And guess what? They can even create an audiobook using her voice recordings. It's like preserving her voice and her stories for eternity. Imagine discovering stories about her youth, adventures, and the challenges she overcame. This book becomes a legacy, something you and future generations can treasure forever. Your mom's given you a lifetime of stories. This is your chance to give her a way to share them. Right before I found out about this project, my mom made an offhand comment about wanting to write a memoir because she had such a wild childhood and there are all these things she's never really talked to us about. But asking someone to sit down and write a memoir is kind of daunting. So then I got her mylifeinabook.com and now she's getting prompts to answer on a weekly basis and it's a lot easier than just undertaking an entire memoir. I'm so excited to see what my mom does with mylifeinabook.com because she's someone who doesn't always feel comfortable just sharing about herself but having these prompts and knowing that I really want to hear her answers is going to inspire her to probably share more with me about her life and her upbringing than I've ever been shared with before so I'm so excited for that check out mylifeinabook.com and use code just between us at checkout for 10% off create an unforgettable gift for your mom this mother's day that's mylifeinabook.com use code just between us for 10% off today Hi everyone, Allison here. Anyone who knows me well knows that I love to read. I am always looking for new books and that is why I'm so excited that this episode is sponsored by Book of the Month. Book of the Month's mission is to help readers discover new books they love and to promote the work of emerging authors. It was so fun for me to get to pick which book I wanted to read this month and have it shipped right to my door. Book of the Month makes it easy to decide which book to read next. Each month, the editorial team reads through hundreds of new titles. They pick some of the best new books for you to choose from. All the books are good, so you can't go wrong. Every aspect of the Book of the Month experience is designed to be fun and special for readers. They have a highly anticipated release at the beginning of each month. Books are delivered in this really adorable bright blue box, and there's a fun app to help you pick your book and track your reading process. They also offer great values on new release hardcover fiction. It's much cheaper than other options, shipping is always free, and with a loyalty program, you get rewards 
rewards and even lower prices the longer you stay as a member. My first book from Book of the Month was The Husbands by Holly Gramazio. I am tearing through this book. It is so fun. It's basically about this woman who one day comes home and there's a husband in her apartment and she's like, where did you come from? And then she figures out that every time her new husband goes into the attic, a new husband comes out and she's, she's like shuffling through all these different husbands from the attic trying to figure out which one is the best. It is right up my alley and I love it so much. So if you want to take part in Book of the Month and have a brand new book shipped right to your door every single month, go to bookofthemonth.com and get your first book for $5 with code PEDALS. That's $5 off with code PEDALS. I cannot recommend this enough. I will now read from the subreddit, oh no, consequences. Oh, I love it. Which is described as, you know how there are people who are genuinely shocked by the consequences for their words and actions, even when the consequences are really obvious? Share the stories here. Oh, let me, I have some text from my ex I got to throw up there. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so OP writes, my cousin's jealousy Blew up in her face. Throw away spare account. I like the inbox on my main to be nice and peaceful. Understandable. I have two accounts. I'm shocked you only have two, to be honest. No, one of them is one that's like for face. And it's the one that I use for the JBU stuff. Mm-hmm. And then uh, the other one is my 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 main one. Mm. What's what's a fake Reddit account called? Uh, a throwaway. A FedEx? <laughs> <laughs> okay. Okay. Fed it is so funny. That is good. That is really good. (laughs) Thank you. (laughs) I should work in advertising. OP writes my 28 male cousin, Mary, 22 female, grew to be an extremely jealous person in her teens. We all hoped she would grow out of it, but she hasn't. She refuses to address it. When I proposed to my husband, Sean, a few years ago, Mary threw a fit. She wanted to be the first to get married between the two of us. She deserved it. She didn't even have a boyfriend. Well. Meanwhile, also, OP is is six years older, so that's already a weird instinct. Because Sean and I chose to have a small personal wedding, we were able to use money set aside for us to buy a home and pay off half the mortgage. Cue another tantrum for Mary, despite the fact that there is money set aside for her, too, including from our grandparents and Aunt Miranda, who chose not to have children. I think you can get the picture here. If I have something Mary doesn't, she wants it. If I accomplish something before her, it's not fair. It doesn't matter if she's younger than me by six years, and I would naturally reach some goals before her. There's just no logic in her tantrums. This brings us to Miranda's annual New Year's Eve party. There's always food, drinks, and games. It's a fun night where we can get wasted safely with family and friends if we want to, especially since there are no kids in the family at the moment. When I was returning from the bathroom, I saw Sean looking extremely uncomfortable and trying to fend off Mary, who was now sitting much too close to him on the couch. I managed to overhear her telling him that women are much better than men and insisting he try with her because he didn't know what he was missing. No. Ah! (laughs) Right? Now Sean is 
100% gay, so this was just pathetic for her. But I was seeing red over the fact that she was attempting to ruin our marriage to satisfy her jealousy. I said, if women are so great, then date a woman instead of trying to get my gay husband to sleep with you. Honestly, that's incredible. Fair. That was incredible. That's fair. The entire room heard this. I didn't control my volume. Party ruined. The family has spared us from most of the chaos that followed, but today we found out that the money that was set aside for her is no longer for her. The tuition to pay for the remaining classes for her bachelor's degree has been refunded to our grandparents since spring classes haven't started yet. All the money from her parents is going to her younger brother, and all the money from our grandparents and Miranda is going to be distributed between him and myself. She's getting nothing. She's also been given three months to find a new place to live because her parents don't want her living under their roof. She was given a massive leg up, just like I was, and she screwed herself out of it. I almost feel sorry for her. Almost. Okay, I don't. (laughs) Why would you try to get someone to cheat in front of your whole family? With your future cousin-in-law. Like, that's so wild. No, it was his cousin. They were married. Oh, they're married. So cousin-in-law. I feel like I love that this family actually, like, punished her. I feel like so many families would be like, oh, that's just Mary. Or, like, she was just kidding. Or don't overreact with the fact that the whole family banded together and was like, this is unacceptable behavior and you shall be severely punished. Yeah, they closed ranks. Good (laughs) on them. Good on them. But seriously, what is wrong with her? Yeah. Entitlement. A lot of bad stuff. Entitlement. I think like also, you know, this guy saying, well, we had a massive leg up and she squandered it. It's like, you know, when you're given all that, you just some people, it really makes them very entitled and unable to like have empathy and other people. It's it makes them hyper aware and like, you know. Friend of mine, you, a friend of mine who who has an inheritance was like, we were talking about this the other day, and she was like, "At least I have the the no, at least I have the sense to be ashamed." <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and to admit that is huge. Oh yeah, it was so funny. Oh my gosh, do you think that like the family, if Mary behaves better moving forward, will give her the money back, or you think it's done? She's got to grovel to the cousin and the brother. Yeah, she's going to have to really grovel, but also, like, prove that it's not her just acting that way so she can get her money back. Mm-hmm. Yeah, people are like, I imagine she's just like this and they are sick of it. Straw that mm-hmm. broke the camel's back. Definitely. Yeah, if they had liked her already, like, maybe they would have been able to, you know, see through it. But this was sort of like their excuse to be like, oh, thank God, let's get rid of this bitch. <laughs> yeah, they probably hate Mary and are like, I'm so happy I don't have to live with her anymore. Right. right. Yeah, Here's our excuse. excuse. She yeah. takes everyone's leftovers, hogs all the blankets. She's like, I already have all of this coming. I like, I don't have to be nice to anyone. Like, you know, say what you want about my grandparents who were a bit stingy. But like, I think in their minds, we're like, well, I don't want to just feel like I just have to give this to these people and they can treat me however they want. Yeah. That's the side notes. Part of me is like, it is family. And also none of us treated them poorly. We were all wonderful. But like, you know what I mean? 
Well, I just think it's interesting because obviously having this money coming to her hasn't satiated her need for more. Like she acts like she has nothing. And so she needs everything. I also find it very strange, like to have a family dynamic where you're six years younger than a cousin of the opposite gender and to feel so jealous with them. Like, there's something about it being a male cousin that, like, is even weirder to me. Like, I don't know. There's, it's like, a t- like you have totally different lines. Maybe because he's gay. Maybe, maybe because. He's the only cousin. The only cousin. Yeah, I don't really know. Thank God so many people in my family are screw-ups. They're not really, you know, like, nobody's really uh, competing with each other. Everyone's just holding on bare-knuckled. You know what I mean? Maybe people are coming for you and you just, you, you aren't paying enough attention. I assume they are. I was about to say, I feel like Gabe assumes everybody's coming for him. (laughs) That's true. (laughs) Yeah, but I know I'm not like that anymore. And (laughs) and also, yeah, like I've calmed down a lot. There are so many crazy emails and texts that I could be sending. And I don't. You only send like 10% of them. I, I have so many unhinged notes app things that I wanted to send. And I now my new thing is to wait 24 hours and see if I still care. And if I don't, I don't send it. I've started doing that, too. Oh, really? Because I heard Oprah say it. Interesting. <laughs> I'm very measured now, you guys. And I'm not I'm not even I, I if I see something and I think it's not even worth a response. I just don't reply, even though it's like, oh, you should like, you know, defend yourself. I'm like, I don't even care. Yeah, I'm busy. I mean, I even, you know, I had something come up recently that I uh, asked y'all's opinion on. Right. That was exciting. Because I was ready to fight. (laughs) Wait, yeah. What was the advice? Allison was ready. We don't go into the details. Okay, sorry, 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 sorry. Yeah, I got in on that that conversation late, but it was fun to read all of what happened. (laughs) Well, it was interesting for me because... My instinct is to not have confrontation, but I also wanted to honor that you are different than me. But I was asking your opinion because I I wanted it because I know how I am. So I took a step back. Yeah, that's the thing. That's the new thing. So like, I I don't assume everybody's coming for me because I'm like, I, I just am not even fighting. I don't even care anymore. And I've also made up with almost all of my enemies. Like I'm on good terms with with almost all of them. They're they're not enemies anymore. Becky Albertelli and I, totally not enemies. Quinta, not my enemy. Uh, who else did I make up with? My ex, James, not my enemy. Even some people who should hate me, like, we're fine. So honestly, I don't I feel good. I don't have any enemies in this town anymore. Other than one, which town. is Josh Groban, of course. But everyone else, pretty much no no more enemies. That's, That's exciting. Good. I know. Can you believe? I guess my ex and Josh I guess I guess just two exes. Oh well. Who doesn't have two exes who are enemies? That's why I was like this town, though. I have one enemy. Who is it? I can't say on Mike. I'll tell you later. Do I know them? You should know who it is, Gabe. How many enemies do you have currently, Melissa? Um, just one. They've been a long time enemy. My enemies are, like, not even that we're cool with each other, but, like, Becky posted about my movie. James might come on the New Guys podcast. Like, everybody, not only are do I make up, but we're, like, everyone's on, like, great terms. <laughs> It's good. So, yeah, you're like, let me turn my enemies into people I can use for my career. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> Obviously. And I know that that's a little bit of what's happening towards me, right? Is that they're like, well, I don't want to, 
Like, we'll work it out because, like, it doesn't really matter and we don't want to have enemies. It's like we're all co-workers, you know? I think it's probably Melissa's turn for Reddit or not. Yes. Since you missed... uh the last two. Correct. So I'm sure your idea has just been burning a hole in your brain. It has. <laughs> I'm not joking. It has. Really? You um, came in prepared? I came prepared. I love it. I would like to see if there is a subreddit dedicated to art that people draw in cast. Oh. Oh, oh, interesting. So it's So it's basically people drawing on plaster, like not on someone's arm. Doesn't count. But like, oh, the autofill was signs your coworker likes you. Oh. Yeah. I feel like autofill on Google is like the most revealing thing about human nature that exists. Yeah, I know. <laughs> okay, why do people draw on casts? Uh, no one can figure it out. I spent way too much time digging for this answer. All I found is this question. It seems like some sort of celebrity fad that got integrated into American culture. Celebrity fan. Huh. Yeah. Was definitely a global thing in the 70s. A friend told me about his preteen classmates writing silly stuff on his leg cast in Iran in 1979, including dumb jokes about what really happened like they were drunk. Interesting. So I guess it's like the joke started as like, oh, right, like what you think happened that they got this, um, hmm. that they did this, and then it just turned into people signing their names. But who started it? The original conceit is very funny of like everyone just guessing how you got the injury. Yeah, I like that. <laughs> or uh, it's seen as saying, I'm here for you or I care about you. It's something nice. So I don't think we totally found what Melissa was saying, though. because no. She's talking no. about like people showing off their artwork on a cast. Exactly. Shower thoughts. You can literally add insult to injury when signing someone's cast. <laughs> cast graffiti that, oh. that might be it it's a guy that uh, broke his arm in the air force and he let people sign his cast and he wasn't sure if the if there was regulations for people having signing your cast if you're in the air force and people were saying mm -hmm. your your captain has to uh sign it first i guess is the rule huh. that's weird <laughs> It's a hierarchy to cast signing. My brother took the liberty of signing my grandma's cast for me and he told her it's a flower and then he clearly drew a penis. Oh, that's mean. That's but then nice. it's someone was like, grandma knows what that is. Come on. <laughs> well, I think Melissa kind of won this one. Yeah. What would you like as a prize? Um, Just words of acknowledgement that I'm a winner. You're a winner. And you Thank you. you are better than Reddit. Thank you. You're Very welcome. true. Wow, you did it. Wow. Well, thank you all so much for listening. We'll be back on Wednesday with another full-blown episode of Just Between Us that you can listen to ad-free on Patreon at patreon.com slash justbetweenus, where you can get eight ad-free episodes a month for only $3. But if you're unable to do that, we'll be back on Monday with another episode of Too Long Did Read It. That is free for your listening pleasure. But if you want to see 
video of us recording it and making a lot of strange face gestures, that is available on Patreon as well. Thank you all so much for joining us. Tata la teat too. Just Between Us is a Gallison production hosted by me, Allison Raskin. And me, Gabe Dunn. Produced by Melissa D. Montz and Diamond Mprint Productions. Edited by Coco Lorenz. And production assistance by Melanie D. Watson. Brendan Burns composed our killer theme music. Join our Patreon to watch full episodes and listen ad-free. The link is in the description. And make sure to follow us on TikTok, Instagram, Discord, and Reddit. 